Hi there, welcome along to China Manufacturing Decoded again from Sophist. It's Adrian from the team here, joined by our CEO, Renaud Angerat. Renaud, hi. Hey, hi, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, enjoying a nice bit of summer in the UK. Many things are <laughs> difficult at the moment, but if you can get out in the garden or in the sunshine, uh, at least it put, helps you have a smile on your face, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't tell me here. It's it's hot, humid, and uh, you don't want to walk too much outside because it's also quite dusty. <laughs> right. Yeah. And to, to, to clarify, you're still in India. Uh, so right. anyone that heard the bonus podcast earlier in the week that, that you had a chat about what you've been doing in India, looking at different component mm-hmm. suppliers, actually quite interesting. But yeah, it's uh, I assume it's really hot. <laughs> Right now here, yeah, not not that hot, but like on a really really bad day in South China, you know, it would be the same level. It's not okay. crazy. It's not right. You know, uh, Forty-five to fifty degrees of Dubai or something, right? It's not right, that right, feeling. Right. And I have to clarify: there are some areas in this country that are much more livable uh, than where I am now. So mm. it's not all of India all the same, right? It's it's a huge country. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm jealous. I'd love to go to India. And uh, yeah, it sounds like what you've been doing is really interesting. We have been putting more stuff about India on the Sophie's social media. So some videos of your trip and some pictures. So anybody listening, go follow us on LinkedIn, for example, and you can have a look at some of those. So this is episode 112. And today we're talking about quality assurance for electronic products so uh, electronics is something that we work with a lot and you know making sure that they are made with the minimum of risks either quality when the product's made or, or you know reliability which is maybe going to affect the product more when it's in the consumer's hands is of course critical so you're going to take us through right how to really assure quality and what sort of process you would follow on the ground when when these things are being uh, developed and and manufactured, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is something that comes up, actually it's been coming up since since COVID, right? Because a Mm -hmm. lot of companies, you know, were used to developing products, um, new electronic products, and then they would... um, if it's really a new product, right? Because that's what we're discussing here. If it's a um, an existing product that's running and so on, then you know maybe it's it's relatively mature. Uh, you, the risks are much lower. Maybe you you you're fine with just doing a few inspections during production. Um, that's not what we're discussing here. What we're discussing is really new products that come with a high number of risks that yeah. usually are unknown. That's really the what, what is frightening, right? So you have you have you usually have some mechanical elements, some let's say uh, some parts that need to be uh, dimensionally correct, aesthetically correct, and so on. And then you have uh, you you have the electronic uh, parts and the firmware and, and and so on and so forth, and 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 how it all gets integrated and and, and works together. And um, a lot of things can go wrong. You know, uh, you can get some, um, maybe some of the components, especially the custom components are not made right. Uh, And maybe that's not cut. So maybe 
It could be embedded into the final product. Maybe the manufacturing process is going to have some issues that um, that are going to slow everything down. That are going to maybe cause a lot of scrap and push the manufacturer to uh, to revise their prices up sharply. Or maybe they would not even really uh, see it. Or maybe they would just ship it out and not care, which is the worst, right? Um, the testing processes might have some issues. They might not uh, really catch the non-conforming products, etc., etc., etc. And even if it's good at the end, but the, you know the product's been repaired two times, <laughs> did, you know all along the process. Do you think the product, the resulting product, is going to be reliable? Uh, of course not. It's going to be much more likely to to fail early in the hands of users, right? Or in the field or, you know, in wherever it's supposed to be used. Um, mm. So if you want to do things sort of right the first time and follow a proven process and so on, and just assure the process, you know, uh, along the, the, the development and along the, the production, there are ways to do it. If you can't, um, you can send your team Maybe your production is in China, right? Because we're talking about electronics. Unfortunately, a lot of electronics, uh, especially consumer electronics, is made is still made in um, in China. So, how can you use resources on the ground to, you know, yeah, as you say, to, to do the, the quality assurance, right? To confirm all the steps are okay. Or at least if there are issues, make sure that you know the issues and you can work with the manufacturer with your eyes open to address these issues before the products are shipped out. Right? And that, that's what we're going to cover today. Yeah, so we're going to be going through from the beginning of product development all the way through to when mass production is actually going on. And we're well into that, right? So... And what you're talking about today is you're going to be basically basing this on what we do as well for our customers, right? Right, right. Yes. Um, that's based on our experience doing that basically for some some companies that have designed and you know, are launching their own products in yep. a manufacturing facility, usually in China, and and they can't send people there. Or maybe they have some um, non-technical people who cannot really do that very well, and then they uh, they resort to working with a company like like ours. I would say we, we're not the only ones, but you know, sure. that's one of the things we do. So that's um, yeah, that's how we get the, <laughs> the inspiration for talking about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if if we go through each sort of part of the process from development through to mass production then mm -hmm. and at each at each point you can talk about some of the would we call we call them best practices probably or, or suggestions good activities to do at each point right. which are which are going to spur that uh, that quality reduce risks right yeah the keywords are really risk reductions through yeah reviews um validations verifications and so on and also good planning right these are the key mm -hmm. words so uh, the, the the team the design team let's say they've been working on a new design of the product well 
it's good to have a review actually of these files. So it can be the mechanical CAD, uh, CAD files, it can be the electronic files, you know, the, the drawings basically and the, the, the design files, let's say. And confirm, number one, can it be manufactured the way it's been designed? <laughs> a lot mm -hmm. of people, for example, 3D prints the enclosure without thinking, hey, can this actually be injection molded, right? Um, mm -hmm. If it's in plastic. So can it be made with this, this shape? Uh, what would need to, to change to minimize the pro probability of defects? Uh, or also to make things easier, to, to reduce uh, scrap rate and so on, so that the cost also is reduced, right? And, and, and just a, a good design for, uh, sorry, a, a review of the design, uh, a good review for quality and for reliability will pick mm -hmm. a lot of points, especially with a complex new product, a lot of points that may cause some issues so that the, the designers can, can think, okay, how about we um, change from that uh, material or that surface treatment to another how do we you know oh they say that there are standard components uh but we're trying to use custom components maybe it doesn't make it's not really justified so it would make everything simpler and actually um, safer if we picked standard off the shelf components uh, you know th is these kinds of things uh you know mm -hmm. maybe we need to add re redundancy here because if it fails it's a catastrophic failure that maybe leads to uh, safety issues for the user. Um, and, and, and in some cases, depending on the, depending on the product, um, the field, right, the, the, the type of product, but sometimes compliance is going to play a major role, compliance to safety standards. And uh, this has to be uh, planned uh, from the design and um, you know the design which is not just the drawings it's also the bill of material so what components are picked you know at least the engineering bill of material let's say what components are picked what materials are picked you know and is uh, are they already compliant are they already certified and so on or are you going to have to test everything in some cases it makes a huge difference in terms of uh, total cost for the for the project Right. Think of um, um, food uh, food contact materials, for example. You know, product might have a, I don't know five different materials, uh, and some of them might be in three different colors, <laughs> in contact with mm -hmm. food and or, or or beverage. And then if you don't pick something that's already certified as food safe, you're going to have to test all that. That's not cheap, right? It's just an example. So, good planning, good reviews, working. If it's a big project and it, 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 it really justifies a lot of thinking, then working on a design FMEA, which is basically a risk analysis followed by implementation of um, countermeasures to, to the highest risks. You know, yeah. Working on a design FMEA with the, with the, with the client's designers is great. Uh, we bring our perspective. They have their own perspectives and, um, and it makes for a much better product. Thinking also from the start about the quality plan, including the testing plan, for like functional testing, compliance testing, reliability testing, all of this needs to be thought of at least at a, at a basic level from the start. Yeah. 
if, if you start to design things without having a clear brief about what the requirements are, who's going to use it, in what conditions, you know, what, 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 what is the um, intended impact, you know, effect of the product and, you know, the main functions that are most important and, you know, what, um, what would make the user actually happy about it and so on and so forth. If, if you don't tell your designers and your manufacturer and everybody about these things, how can they do a good job, right? So it, it, it's got to be documented, um, especially when it's a whole team working on it. If it's a big project with a lot of funding, you really need to make sure everybody's on the right track um, and on, on the same, um, how to say, uh, working in the same direction, right? Mm. Then, as I say, design is also about uh, the sourcing side of it. Sometimes people design things, you know, and they buy, uh, they buy some, some parts from, I don't know, websites like Mauser and so on. Um, and they, or maybe um, in China, maybe they buy things from Taobao, which is sort of the local eBay, if you want. Um, just, you know, 10, 10 components of this and 20 of that. And we make some prototypes and let's see how it works. But at least when it comes to the um, critical components it's mm. really important to know where you're going to get them from and especially if they're custom so the critical ones for an electronic product for example if there's a battery yeah that's an important one uh, if there's a, a big display uh, of course the pcba and and some of the some of the, the components on it okay um, you know if there's um, an enclosure which is uh, custom made uh, maybe um uh, extruded aluminum maybe uh, you know with powder coating and so on uh, or maybe it's plastic injection molded uh, whatever all of these are really important components to uh, to work on you can't just pick stuff randomly on, on Taobao uh, mm. and, and and go ahead and and think that this will be okay for mass production and you know we, we'll have time to, to figure it out no 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 you gotta make sure you you, you use the, the right components that are production ready as early as possible because this mm. you, you might find very early on that it doesn't match well with the rest what are there's some limitations etc etc so working on it from the start um you know it, it does involve some qualification of the suppliers of these components um and that can be um again small projects smaller efforts big projects a lot more efforts uh, but you you get to uh, you get to know who you're going to work with. You get to, you got to make sure if you if if how do I say if you're going to sell your product in a distribution channel that would make failures very expensive, then you got to make sure that manufacturing quality is going to be you know top notch. Um, mm-hmm. If if <laughs> if you're afraid that um, you know, maybe there there's a few uh, um, safety related failures. Well, you gotta make sure that everything that's around that you know the that area of the product is well manufactured in a very consistent manner. You can give mm-hmm. that to some people who you know I don't know who have a, a nice salesperson with good English. You know, you gotta go deeper, right? So auditing the factories, uh, doing a few background checks, uh, sometimes auditing the the suppliers, you know, going deeper into mm. the supply chain, uh, that that really 
really helps have an idea. You know, if you find, okay, these guys have no process controls, they have no idea about, you know, our quality standards, da, 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 da. Okay, maybe these are not the right supplier, even though it was cheap. It's quite important to know about that. Well, you've spoken and, a lot about supply chain visibility recently. Correct, uh, yes. It, it's, it's, it's just it. good sense to have control over that, right? Oh, yes. If you work with one supplier that acts as a trading company, doesn't let you see the, the, the supply chain, well, then how can you go and quantify the, the, you know, the PCBA supplier and, 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 and so on and so forth? Yeah. You don't even know who, who would do it. And maybe they don't even know because you know, that's usually the sign that they haven't done the qualification properly mm-hmm. also, and they're going to kind of wing it uh, when, um, when things get ready for mass production, very high risk. So supply chain is always an important uh, part of it, yes. Yeah. I mentioned reliability. I mentioned compliance. It's good to have a plan for the tests. When it comes to compliance, it's often relatively straightforward, uh, asking, um, uh, for example, asking some testing labs for, for quotes, in some cases doing some research into what has been um, published here and there. Mm-hmm. And you, you can have an idea about things that you must do. Um, you know, okay, oh, we have to comply to this IEC standard. Okay, we have to do... Um, okay, FCC certification, uh, an intentional radiator, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then there are certain things, especially when it comes to reliability and durability, where there's no such standard. So you have to work on a custom plan. You really have to start from the ground up of who's going to use it, in what environment, how often, how long, da, da, da. what are the special, you know, the special stresses that might happen um, mm. and, 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 you know, based on a plan like this, then you, you can, you, you can arrange the testing and this should be done yep. when people are designing things and, and making the first prototypes already. Mm. Um, because once you get to a prototype that is uh, not, uh, not ready, not fully approved, but it already does most of the features, but you can, you can subject it to highly accelerated life, te- life test, right? H-A-L-T, uh, to see what, yeah. what will fail first. That's, that's one thing um, It's really, um, really important, I would say. And it's not too good with, you know, very small product or very, very big product. It's not going to go into the chamber if it's very, very big, but Something from the size of um, mm. a mobile phone to the size of, I don't know, a, um, a big toy and so on. Okay, mm-hmm. all of this can, can go into it. Um, and then as you, as you move along, there are different kinds of reliability testing. And we, we, we talked about that in a past podcast episode with, uh, with Andrew, who is our resident uh, specialist about this. The yes. Reliability engineer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's he's also written on um, Agilian uh, contract manufacturing subsidiaries website recently. He just wrote a blog post about drop testing as well, and that's one of the critical tests that he really recommends. And and they, and that's connected here, of course, as well. Right, right, yeah. Drop test of the product, drop test of the the cotton. That's yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the the many you know um, types of reliability testing. 
but mm. um, it's one of the most, let's say, common and often considered very basic. Mm. <laughs> uh, but still, a lot of people doing kind of wrong because they try to apply an existing standard such as uh, ISTA 1A and, 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 and some others. But does it actually replicate the stresses from your supply chain? Who knows, right? So right. it's always good to um, to start from the basics of, okay, what is going to happen to the product? Yeah. Yeah, if we fast, fast forward a little bit, let's say we get to the point where design is frozen, mm. the product design is frozen, uh, you need to work on transferring that to manufacturing, right? You can't yeah. just say, okay, it's already pressed on a button, right? Like it's a, a 3D printer. And then you press right. the button, it starts to work, and it's mass production now. Is quite quite different from that, and and this is in relation with the manufacturer that will do the assembly, testing, packing usually because they have to be deeply involved in um, in, in 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 all of that. So, does the manufacturer actually do a risk analysis on manufacturing and testing processes? You know, a process FMEA. Do they put together a a control plan, well, you know, and then from there, are they preparing the work instructions for the workers, so the, 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 for the operators, so they are trained and they know what to do? Well, no, okay, do they need some help? <laughs> do they need some uh, some templates and examples and a little bit of, um, of, of, of guidance? Um, mm. Or maybe do they just need the pressure of someone coming and reviewing it and pointing to, uh, to things that need to improve? You know, this this can uh, can help, and it's better to start to have these things in place before before the um, the manufacturing pilot run starts. Um, because what happens very often is that this starts, you know, and then they find some issues, they kind of address the issues, and so on. People get trained sort of on the job, but when it comes to electronics, um, you know, and and there's testing stations and so on, and they kind of um, very often it's 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 late. It's not ready during the pilot runs, and it would be ready later. And and everybody's late. Often, I mean, the, the mm. buyer side is waiting for some of the firmware to be uh, to, to to be finalized, and so on and so forth. It's a bit messy. So they um, they kind of wait, and they don't feel much pressure. But that's a mistake. And again, big projects with high expected quantity and a lot of money at stake will require more. Uh, more dil- diligence on this than small projects that will start relatively small. You know, let's, let's you know mass production is you know is already two, three, five thousand pieces, and you know let's see if it goes higher. No, no, no. If it's large projects, you really have to get all of that right. Or big products, expensive products, products that if they fail impact user safety. You know, you cannot give any rope to the manufacturer here you get to to keep them tight uh, <laughs> you you have to to um to verify that they put all of this in place um then what about the, the assembly fixtures what about the you know the pcba functional test stations uh, what about uh, the the various kinds of um uh, you know go no go gauges and so on and so forth is it in place again as i mentioned very often it's it's late, and that's really a problem. It's important to be on top of it. And in some cases, we've helped 
developed some of these just because sometimes a factory has too many things to do and, um, and too few technical people who can work on it. Uh, but mm. the, the buyer's side cannot wait. So somebody has to do something, right? So that's um, something that cannot be skipped and should be done earlier rather than later. Yeah. The pilot runs, so there needs to be a, a plan for pilot runs to basically to validate the manufacturing processes and the testing processes all along. So meaning that when it comes to the assembly plant, they also need to, to, to validate the quality of the components from their suppliers, right? So validation is extremely, uh, is extremely important before putting a lot of money into buying a lot of components and putting together large batches. And what is the plan for the pilot runs? I mean, I see all kinds of plans all over the place. And manufacturers, especially in China, tend to be overconfident and they want to go ahead too fast. And that can lead to extremely expensive uh, problems. You know, they actually try to skip the pilot runs entirely. Which is, which is a big mistake with with new um, new products. Yeah. And the more complex and the more uh, difficult to to get right um, the product is, the more of these validation runs that would be needed. Right. So who's going to set the plan for that? Who's going to suggest the objectives for every run? You know, because most of the time I ask, okay, so what what were the objectives and you know. What what was the first pass yield? What was the, the the run at rate and blah blah blah, and and you know the number of issues. What kind of issues were 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 found? You know, do you have a report? How many major or critical issues about the the manufacturing process and testing process and so on? What is blocking? What you know? And they cannot give me any information. What happens is that they they don't set an objective. It's kind of let's do it. You know, for learning, sort of for fun. Uh, and then you don't know if it's actually uh, okay to go to the next stage or not. Mm. And the manufacturer usually doesn't tell the, the customer everything that went wrong. They just say, okay, we need this. And then we need a bit more time to, before we go to the next one, you know, and then, uh, and then the next one only comes one month later. And but the, the, the customer doesn't really know why. <laughs> Extremely typical, right? That's the situation. And then also mm. I should mention that, as you work on these risk analysis and design reviews and da da da, you make sure that the buyer side uh, always has the latest versions, of course, of the of the of the drawings. If the if the manufacturer is involved, you you make sure that they know all the important information on the bill of material. All of this is documented. All the, all of this, the buyer has to has to have it and and um, keep it safe. You know, archive it. Because this will go into the technical file for uh, proving compliance, and if you think of that only one or two years into production, and you go back to your supplier and you say, "Well, here's the list of all the things I need to know," it might take a lot longer, <laughs> and mm. uh, and you might never get everything that you need. Right? That's a very important point, I would say. Mm. Yeah. That's transfer to manufacturing. The sort of final milestone here is when we have actually started mass production. So what should we be focusing on at that point? Basically, are the 
how ready are they? So we, in some cases, we do a production readiness review. Again, checking, you know, uh, the quality of the components and the way that they, they, the, the, the assembly factory has checked the components, the, the, the assembly line, the testing stations, uh, how's everything, you know, is it, how ready is it? Do they have the latest documented work instructions already all printed out and are people mm. aware of it and, and familiar with it? And, and, and then as they start to run it, okay, so um, uh, what kind of inspections do, do they do? What kind of quality gates, I should say, do they have? Do they make sense? Do they catch the issues and how many issues are there, uh, by the way? How, you know, what's the percentage of products that need to be reworked somewhere along the line? And, and, and of course, checking, uh, checking the finished products, starting with the first article mm-hmm. inspection. And uh, from there, if there are issues, digging deep into the, the causes of these issues with the manufacturer so that they can be addressed for the rest of production before it's too late. Uh, and then after that, just, you know, it, it goes into classic uh, product inspections where you come in and you do, you know, random picking of samples and you check them and you do the function testing and then you look at the yeah. aesthetics and so on and so forth. And you look at the packaging and so on. Okay. Uh, that's quite uh, classic. I think most people understand that. Um, mm. We also pick some samples for testing, for uh, performance and reliability testing often. Uh, we, we have our own little lab for that. Uh, mm-hmm. When it comes to electronics, sort of the same, you know, 20 or 25 kind of uh, tests uh, that come back all the time. Uh, if there are issues, uh, we can do a failure analysis. Now, again, we're not here to replace the, the manufacturer. You know, if, if the manufacturer that the, the, the client has selected have good technical abilities for that, um, then by all means, let them do it. But yeah. we might review it and we might challenge them on their findings, right? And how are you sure that is this? And um, what do you see that? Okay, and what are you doing then in, in reaction to that? Uh, okay, you've done it. Okay, have you followed up on the effectiveness of your countermeasure? Um, shows the, the data, you know, the, the client has to be assured that everything is fine. Uh, you get to communicate a little bit more, right? And in some mm. cases, yeah, they produce some paperwork just to give paperwork. But then when you scratch a little bit below the surface, <laughs> there's, there's really not much uh, about it, right? So that's that's something that needs to be picked up and need to be uh, need to be challenged. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, yeah, that's that's what we call a um, a, a quality assurance program uh, for 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 new electronic products. But that's that's what it is. Yeah, great. And I I think when you start designing and developing a new product, and maybe you you're starting to get back some of the CAD drawings and all of this sexy stuff that's exciting and it looks great you kind of maybe it's easy to forget about a lot of the dirty work that goes into assuring quality and there's so much Mm -hmm. that's that that can be done that time and time again I mean you said on the podcast importers maybe they're not aware of it maybe they're new to certain things so they have that level of 
naivety, which is, there's nothing wrong with it. it. Everything's new to somebody at some point. And also with new products that, that are literally unique and haven't been made before, the risks are even higher, as you say. So getting a sort of itemized list of good activities that, that need to be considered throughout development, transfer to manufacturing and then mass production. Very, very useful. And I must stress as well, this is not just for China, right? This this is really for oh, this production in any any country. Oh, this is everywhere. Uh, now yeah. if if you have experience in all that and you you make it in a factory that's uh you know just next to next to you, you're gonna have to do all that. Um, hmm. What I'm saying is that if it's made in China or in a country where you can go easily, or maybe you don't have the technical technical resources to to send there, or there are companies on hmm. the ground that can help you. Uh, but there is really a, a process, and we we talked about this in several podcast episodes in the past. In the yeah. electronics industry, they call it the NPI process, New Product Introduction. Yes. And really, all that I mentioned here is assuring that some of the the again the reviews and and the verifications and the validations all along this process are done correctly and if you mm. if if you're sitting 10,000 miles away from the manufacturing facility and you just get a few emails and a few WeChat messages and things like that and and some samples from time to time well it might be difficult for you to do all of this right yeah. So that, how that's can the you? point. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. And and speaking about the MPI pro- process, you've you made a really cool video recently on our YouTube channel about that. I'll mm-hmm. share the link to that in the show notes. But also, as you say, we've we've spoken about it on the pod and also written about it too. So I will include um, more helpful links. So as ever, do check the show notes. Um, but that's some good stuff. Uh, this is something that we provide as a service. So also we'll give the link to that. And if this is something that you feel that you need, if you're listening, check it out. Uh, always can get a quotation and have a look at what we're providing as well. But but nonetheless, great guidance for the listener there, Renault. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophies Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at sofeast.com. That's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share because it will really help others discover us too.